Our reading today is from the Gospel of Luke. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Genesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little way from shore. Then he sat down and he taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, son of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you today. I want to first start out and just say a word of thanks. I tested positive. It was a week ago Thursday um, for COVID, and so I was out last Sunday. And, you know, as I was uh, in quarantine um, in my own house, um, it dawned on me that I've been praying about COVID for the last two years, but haven't experienced it myself. And um, I thank God for, for vaccines, and um, my case was very mild. But it, it, it is so disrupting, um, and what it does to um, family circumstances and what it does to work. I so wanted to be here, Kristen, with you on your first Sunday, and um, you so beautifully showed up. So. Um, I am well and better and testing negative, um, but it was just a reminder to me of the things that we experience together as a community, um, that no one is literally immune from that. Um, and I just really appreciate the kindness that you've showed me while I have been away. So I sat in a circle with a group of successful pastors as they admitted their inner foe which is also called imposter syndrome. It's the internal experience of believing that you are not as competent at, as others perceive you to be. I bet you know the feeling. Just before a big opportunity or that big final test, all you hear in your head is the voice of doubt, the message. You don't have what it takes to do it or be it. I was floored listening to the stories that day from leaders who are so good at what they do. And I would have never known from the outside the internal struggle they were having inside. And so our leadership um, facilitator even asked us to give our inner foe a name to name that voice inside of us that kept telling us that we weren't enough. So here's some of the names. Jacques, 
screwing up Steve, Benintendi, and if you're curious enough, ask me after church what I name my inner foe. I have a feeling that you may know what I'm talking about because it's not exclusive to church leaders. We all have doubts and reasons not to lead and live in faith. Peter certainly felt that inner foe the day that he encountered Jesus in his fishing boat. He had been finishing up on a night that he caught nothing. So he's cleaning up, tending nets, when Jesus asked to use his boat as a floating podium, as all the people were crowding around to hear Jesus teach. And so there was Peter in his own boat while Jesus was teaching, anchoring it. And then Jesus asked him to put out into the deep waters for a catch. It's really pretty assuming for Jesus to ask an experienced angler to fish in a spot that he had just tried with no luck. Yet Peter obliges, and as you heard, it ends up being the biggest catch of a lifetime. So many fish that the boat begins to sink, and they have to signal a partner's boat to be called in to haul it all back to shore. In the moment of the miracle, Peter's inner foe speaks. Get away from me, Lord, for I am not worthy of something so great, something so squirming with possibility. Why is it when we experience something that defies understanding that we doubt, that we go down a size out of caution? I remember it was just six years ago, maybe to this exact day, when I was considering being a candidate as the next lead pastor at Mount Olivet. And in my own discernment, I wrote down every reason why I didn't feel ready for this. I gave my list to my mentor, and he said to me, Beth, have you considered that maybe you will never be ready? And that when God calls you to something, you're going to learn and lead on the way. Did you hear Jesus' response to Peter's doubt? He said, do not be afraid. Now you will be catching people. And so they brought the boats ashore and they left everything and they followed Jesus. For the next two weeks, we are focusing on the plans and budgets for this next year. Just a little while ago, we had our pre-annual meeting to talk specifically about budgets and priorities, where we're putting our financial and human resources as a community. And stories lead the way with this. And as a pastor who was trained in business before I was trained in, tra trained in matters of church, I understand the importance of balanced budgets and a good financial audit and clearly speaking of priorities and plans. And to be honest with you, though, I think the last couple years have made us more cautious, and rightly so. When the world pretty much shut down, when jobs shift and family roles are being impacted with distance learning, we knew at Mount Olivet that financial contributions could take a hit. 
And with a very few exceptions, all the money we receive here at Mount Olivet comes from the generosity of you, your regular offerings. And we have been prudent with our decisions, and we have kept the boat floating safely. I think this year, though, Jesus is asking us to throw the net out into the deep. You know the place where you cannot see the bottom, where fear and wonder swirl together, where even the most experienced fisher person will be unsure of what may happen. During my last year of seminary, the pastor at my home church called me up and said, hey, Beth, are you going to fulfill your pledge this year? I had been away, obviously, from my home church as I did training in other churches, forgetting that I had even committed money for that year. And so I asked my pastor, I said, Mark, how could my measly pledge even make a difference? Well, of course, he said, Beth, yes, it does make a difference because he knew that every gift is needed to fund the work of the church. But I think he also knew that someday I may be leading in a similar way and that in order for me to invite people into what God is doing, specifically with the mission and vision of the church I was leading, that I needed to live it for myself. I needed to experience what it means to give beyond what you think is possible because it requires a leap of faith. There is nothing more spiritual than giving money away. Because you are trusting that you are going to have enough, even when you let some of it go. What I think we miss, though, in the invitation of God, is the wonder and the joy of what multiple gifts can produce when we cast into deep waters and how we grow spiritually when we do it. Don Strawman, who is a council member and the incoming president of Mount Olivet, calls money the currency of faith. Without money, we don't have any ministry or mission. It's that simple. And yet we tend to play it safe, to listen to our inner foe telling us, just dial it back a little bit, not so much right now that we really can't be called into something more than we have right now. Did you notice in this story that Jesus was not really impressed with the fish? He was ready to move on to find people who would dare to cast nets into deep, to watch and to draw people rather than fish to God. And that is why Peter's and the others left everything, I think, and they turned down the voice of doubt, and they followed Jesus. Now, I have heard some pastors claim that if you trust Jesus, you will find your boat so filled with fish, and you will be blessed beyond imagination. And I think they must have not finished the whole story, because, Jesus, because Peter and the others left that big boat of fish behind. And seriously, it was the catch of the day. It was life-changing financially, economically. It was career-boosting for them. And what Jesus was calling them into was not easy work. 
There was no guarantee that there would be another miraculous catch of fish, and yet they still went. Maybe inside us all is that wonder about where are we supposed to find a place to contribute to what God is up in the world. And then considering that God needs us there and we grip tight to this promise that as we step out in faith that God is with us. God is inviting us to draw people in to what it means to have a place for lives to matter, that we all have something both to contribute and receive. Mount Olivet, we just called Pastor Kristen, who has 20 years of professional experience in leading people around public health and community building. We are doing listening with families of young children because we know how essential it is to form faith in parents and in kids. And so our budget plans for 2022 call for a full-time leader in children and family ministry. We have some of the most experienced and gifted leaders in faith formation and worship and church administration on staff. A new group of leaders has begun to meet all with a passion for housing so that we can listen to community partners and other organizations to see how Mount Olivet is specifically can respond to housing needs in our community, just like we did when we renovated the kitchen and worked with loaves and fishes so we could feed people. There's a passion and momentum to continue our work with racial equity, to dare to learn the systems and institution of this country were created on white power, to enter into conversations that are polarizing because this work is the gospel. We have formed an endowment team that is looking at how we can fund Mount Olivet and the creative possibilities for years to come. We are welcoming new members today who have found Mount Olivet in a pandemic. Blues, Brews, and Barbecue is planning to become a perpetual event that brings people together around blues music and good beer and barbecue, all to be a community to support our community. Now is not the time to stop rowing. Jesus says to us, cast the net into the deep water. And it will take all of us. No one financial gift is more important than another. And so I am inviting you today because it's God who is calling to look down into the deep water and see how God is calling you. If you are not now investing financially in Mount Olivet, begin with joy and start somewhere. If you are giving, thank, thank you for that. Keep growing and discerning in how your family can step out in faith and continue to grow in generosity. 
It's a conversation of faith. Let's tell the inner foe to stop thinking small because God has called us and God has called you. You are loved by God, so go be love in the world. Cast the net into the deep waters and invest in what God is doing even here. Amen.